0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Farah Siddiqui. Going to go over all of Sunday's action. I was super excited (laughs) for Sunday. I mean, you know, to actually have some football in this crazy year, like, I'm just so happy that we were able to have a legit football Sunday. And I'm not mad at anything. Like... I'm happy with what we saw. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy with the product. It wasn't a ridiculously weird week. Um, I thought the football was pretty good. For, for no preseason, not bad at all. I'm happy. Um, so let's get right into it. I'm going to go over all of Sunday's action, go over all the games, anything that was, you know, fantasy relevant, anything that would change the fantasy landscape. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about all the fantasy situations. Um, let's go ahead and start with the Seahawks and Falcons. Now, In this backfield, uh, there was actually a real share um, between uh, you know as far as snaps goes. Chris Carson had twenty eight, Carlos Hyde had twenty one, Travis Homer thirteen snaps, thirteen more than we wanted to see. Um, But the good thing that the good thing was that Carson was very involved in the pass game throughout. That's really where his fantasy success came from in this game. Uh, Two of his six catches went for touchdowns. Um, (laughs) It's interesting. Field Yates pointed out on Twitter that. Over Carson's last thirty games, he's only scored two receiving touchdowns, <laughs> and then he goes ahead and scores two in this one game. Um, when this game was kind of out of hand, later they gave the goal line carry for a score to Carlos Hyde. You um, know, if this was last year, that would have went to Chris Carson because he was like the only guy there. Um, I love the pass game usage for Carson, but the split on the early downs is slightly concerning. Uh, six catch, six targets is great. Six catches is great. Happy about that. Uh, I'm definitely enjoying my week one fantasy points if I drafted him. Uh, just, you know, it's, this split is is something to be aware of, you know, moving forward. That Chris Carson isn't going to be on the field all the time. Uh, Hyde can be, you know, Hyde can get some snaps that you, that you wanted to see Carson get. But at least Carson's getting some of the important snaps, right? Um, but yeah, we kind of knew that this was going to be a little bit of a timeshare. Uh, coming into the year with Carlos Hyde, but Travis Homer seeing 13 snaps, <laughs> not, not, not ideal, but that's okay, as, as long as Carson scores our fantasy points, we're okay, but we're, I'm hoping that this consolidates just a little bit, if, if I have Carson. Okay, moving forward, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, uh, they both went over 90 yards on 8 targets each. Lockett Lockett caught all eight of his targets. Metcalf caught a long ball for a touchdown to save his day. Uh, Russell Wilson was so good in this game. He completed 31 of 31 attempts. Um, Also, you know, the Seahawks didn't come in, and this has been my complaint. And a lot of of people's complaints, obviously, when they know how good Russell Wilson is. But, you know, their usual game plan is they come in, they run the ball. But the Seahawks running backs only ran the ball five times in the first half. And Russell Wilson dropped back 18 times. That's awesome. That's what you want to see. And I didn't think we would see it until Brian Brian Schottenheimer was gone. Um, I I hope it's here to stay. This is great news for both Lockett and Metcalf as well. If this continues, we might end up seeing an MVP season out of Russell Wilson. Like, that's how important this is. Um, Moving over to the Falcons side of the ball, Todd Gurley had 16 touches, 5 targets. It's a great sign. Um, in line with the type of workload that Devonte Freeman was seeing last season in the pass game, um, he averaged four yards per carry—not bad. They—they they just did—they got into a negative game script early. This is going to be something that the Falcons get are used to. Um, he played on 36 snaps. Brian Hill was in on 21. Edo Smith was in on 21. So this is a little bit of a three-man backfield, but most of the touches are, you know, in Gurley's favor right now as far as the wide receivers go three wide receivers saw 12 targets all of them caught nine of them julio jones calvin ridley russell gage all over 100 yards as well um i'm gonna pick up gage this week he's their primary slot guy he came on you know after muhammad sanu was traded last year um muhammad sanu was traded and then he started being targeted more than muhammad sanu was once muhammad sanu was gone so The Falcons, they're going to pass it a ton with all the vacated targets. You know, if it's not necessarily going to go to Hayden Hurst that much, it has to go somewhere. Hurst caught three or five targets. Um, Remember, you know, Jamal Adams was defending him a lot of the game. He's a really good defender when it comes to defending tight ends. Um, So that could change moving forward. But, hey, like, if I'm looking at – I didn't expect Hurst to, like, assume all of Austin Hooper's targets – but Hayden hurt, but uh, you know Russell Gage though. If you're gonna get 12 targets, catch nine of them for over 100 yards, I'm interested. Now, is this a blip in the radar? Maybe, but he showed some signs last season that I'm willing to kind of, you know, not spend a whole lot of fab on him or anything like that. But maybe try to get him, you know, for a couple bucks because I know they're not going to be able to sustain three wide receivers getting 12 targets a game. Calvin, really, you understand? Julio Jones, you understand? Russell Gage, you know, might average seven targets a game, seven point five targets a game in PPR leagues. That might be good. Might be okay with that, especially in this offense. So, um, moving on to another uh, amazing offense: Jets, Bills. <laughs> oh man, Jets look absolutely terrible. Le'Veon Bell couldn't get anything going at all. Uh, on top of that, he had to hurt his hamstring. Probably won't play next week. I I personally don't care if the Jets trade for Saquon Barkley at this point. Uh, I don't want to start anyone on this offense against the 49ers defense next week. Uh, Jameson Crowder was you know he was having an okay day and then some bad tackling allowed him to get to get a long 69 yard touchdown. Now I would target this offense when I'm choosing a defense to play or to stream in fantasy. Um, they just did not look good. Now. Crowder, he had 14 targets uh, to begin the season last year. He had had 13 targets yesterday, or today, but you'll probably hear this on Monday. But, you know, in full PPR leagues, I guess he has somewhat of a floor. Chris Herndon was next up in targets behind him with seven. He caught six of them. His depth of target was super low, um, but that can improve. I think everything can improve on this offense. Everything was so bad that there's nowhere to go but up. We'll see. The Bills' defense is tough. It's not going to get any better next week against the 49ers. Maybe it's a good thing that Le'Veon Bell gets to sit out at least a week. We'll see how serious his hamstring injury is. He apparently tweaked it, and then they let him stay in the game. Not a good idea. All right. Uh, on the Bills' side of the ball, Zach Moss ran the ball nine times for 11 yards. Uh, not good. Not good. But Devin Singletary did a little bit better. Took his nine carries for 30 yards. Not amazing. But the Jets' defense, run defense, was good last year. I think a little bit of that is spilling over into 2020. Uh, Now, Zach Moss looks to be the goal line guy. He's been targeted in the end zone a couple of times in this game. Scored on one of them. Uh, Singletary uh, still had seven targets um, to Moss's four. Singletary wasn't necessarily efficient on his catches, but neither was Moss. Now this Jets unit like I said played well against opposing running backs last year so it's possible that you know uh, these guys can fare better in a better matchup um, but it will be interesting to see moving forward how this split evolves or whether it stays relatively 50-50. the good thing is that Zach Moss is playing in the in the goal around the goal line more so he becomes a little bit more valuable and the fact that he's running routes uh, in the red zone, and in the end zone, being targeted in the end zone, that means something as well. Um, now, Stephon Diggs, John Brown, they combined for 19 targets. Brown had 10, Diggs had 9. Uh, both came through for fantasy. That's not something we expected. I mean, I didn't expect both of them to come through. Um, I thought Diggs would, ha- would have a great game and Brown would kind of be relegated to the second wide receiver, you know, not enough volume to go around. Um, but, you know, the, the, the two running backs – combined for only 18 carries. Are, is that going to happen most weeks? I don't think so. I think the Jets just play very well against the run, and the Bills decided that their game plan had to be through the air. Um, and they were in a positive game script their entire time, but it didn't matter. Um, they decided to put the ball in Josh Allen's hand hands and, and get it to his playmakers and also run the ball. And that's probably why he fumbled a couple times, but um, that's what you get with Josh Allen. Uh, but he was able to, 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 to get the ball to his guys, and you know John Brown, you know 10 targets. That just shows you that, you know, him and Josh Allen still have a rapport. So, am I picking up John Brown if he's available? Probably. I don't know if the volume is going to be there for both of these guys on a weekly basis, but I don't think John Brown's too talented to be on the waiver wire. So, I would I would pick him up, you know, and uh, I might not want to play him every single week, but it's one of those it's one of those situations where, you know, if they have the personnel Maybe they do make a little bit of a shift, um, you know, to that personnel. Like, what is the point of having these good pass catchers if you're not going to target them? If if you're going to be become run heavy, maybe they're adapting a little bit. That would be great. That would be a good sign uh, for that offense. So 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 we'll see. But John Brown should be picked up if he's available. All right, Patriots Dolphins. Cam Newton rushed the ball 15 times for 75 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, that, that's a that's a good running back line right there. He's going to be a QB1 if this continues. I don't see why it wouldn't. Um, he has to be picked up if he's available, despite the fact that he doesn't have too many weapons. He only threw the ball 19 times. Edelman still caught five of seven targets. By the way, 19 times, targeted seven times. That's a 37% target share, so he's fine. In games where Newton has to pass the ball a little bit more, Edelman's going to be targeted you know, his raw target number will be more. Um, but, yo, like, I'm happy that Cam Newton is doing his thing. Like, he has he, he has been um, somebody who's been, like, trying to prove himself. Apparently, he's been at the Patriots. Listen, I'm a Jets fan, right? So I'm not – but I'm still happy for Cam Newton because he's working hard. His, it seems like his hard work is paying off. Um, so I'm just happy for the dude. Whenever somebody gets counted out by a lot of people or by the majority – and they make it back, and they prove people wrong, I'm happy. It was only one game, but he looked good. It was a good start. Um, as far as Patriots snaps go, uh, Sony Michelle saw 20. James White saw 19. Burkhead saw 19. Even split through three guys. Oh, by the way, uh, J.J. Taylor, he saw eight as well. Um, that's awesome. Nothing new here. We, we knew that this, this backfield was going to be a crazy split. Uh, James White only saw three targets, which is disappointing for his value. Like in a more competitive game, we might see might you know see him get more targets, especially if Cam Newton was to throw the ball a little bit more. Um, now on the Dolphins side, if I told you that Miles Gaskin was gonna lead this backfield, would you believe me? We did it, we definitely didn't see that one coming. Jordan Howard took his eight carries for seven yards. <laughs> Dude, like really uh, Breida took his five carries for 22 yards. Gaskin took his nine carries for 40 yards. This is a little bit of a fantasy nightmare because the offense didn't look good either. Um, but I'm going to stay away personally. Um, oh, by the way, Gaskin also saw four targets. Uh, neither Brida or Howard saw one target. So Brita Gaskin's involved in... You know, multiple fastest of the game, I guess you could say. Thirteen opportunities altogether. I'm staying away. Uh, Devontae Parker, he wasn't doing that bad against Stefan Gilmore, but he did re-hurt that hamstring. And that was the worry that I had coming into this game. He had to leave the game early. Uh, not sure if he'll be available next week. Probably not, you know, if he retweeted it. Uh, but Preston Williams ended up leading the team in targets with seven, but he also had a tough matchup himself. Couldn't do much with that opportunity. Uh, they play the Bills next week and if Parker isn't available, I would assume that Preston Williams will likely see a shadow from TreDavious White. If if uh, Devonte Parker's available, then he'll he'll probably see the shadow, but if he's available next week, then I feel like that's another opportunity to tweak his hamstring. I, if I were the Dolphins, I would just kind of, you know, let him rest. He's always he's all he's already somebody who has been a little bit of quote-unquote injury prone, so I would let him rest next week, and you know, let let Preston Williams take that Tre'Davious White matchup, and maybe come back uh, in week three. Uh, you know, with both of your wide receivers healthy. Uh, Mike Gasecki, five targets, uh, only caught three of thirty. Uh, this target distribution was pretty spread out in this game. It's it seemed like Fitz couldn't get into a rhythm with anyone against this Patriots defense. I think going forward we can probably see this distribution get a little bit tighter uh, between Parker, Gesicki, and Preston Williams. I mean, that's the hope, I think. Um, all right, moving on to Browns and Ravens. Uh, Nick Chubb played on 51% of snaps, 10 carries, 1 target. Kareem Hunt played on 46% of snaps, 13 carries, 6 targets, and so 19 opportunities for Kareem Hunt. Now this was not an ideal matchup for someone like Chubb, you know he figured to be the early down guy, right? And that that's what he was. The Ravens went up early, um, and they went up big, and it wasn't it it was potentially going to be Hunt's show after that for the most part. Now the fact that Nick Chubb still played fifty one percent of snaps is in in this kind of game is a good thing, Um, and he's going to have better showings moving forward. Um, He did fumble in this game as well, but if you if you have Hunt, I think. He's a low-end RB two in PPR right now. Chubb is going to be game script dependent. Uh, most weeks he should be fine. He's still like a ridiculously talented runner, top three runner in the league. Uh, but he just didn't get the type of opportunity that we would have liked. That, that's that's the only problem. I think moving forward though, you know he's going to be a lot better. Baker Mayfield he straight up looked like shit. Honestly, he was going up against a great defense though. Um, OBJ saw ten targets, caught only three of them. That's crazy. Uh, Jarvis Landry caught five of his six targets. They see Cincinnati next week at home, so this entire offense should fare better. Um, This team depends on the run being set up so that they can be successful overall. That's kind of how Kevin Stefanski has it set up, Um, and that couldn't happen against the Ravens. So, you know, you look at this game, someone might be super frustrated with either Chubb or Odell Beckham Jr. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., I mean, he had a 29% target share, 10 targets so I'm happy with that. Um, on the other, I mean, I'm not happy with the production, obviously, but um, I'm happy with him moving forward. Um, and he looks healthy. So on the other side, Lamar Jackson, um, he continued to do his thing, 275 yards passing, uh, 101 of those going to Hollywood Brown. This dude is on the verge of a true breakout season. He looked great, caught five of six targets. Uh, Mark Andrews continued his efficiency where he left off, caught two touchdowns on six targets. Ravens doing their thing. Uh moving on, Colts and Jaguars. Jaguars pulling off the upset against a good Colts team. Uh the way the Colts lost reminds me so much of how the Chargers were losing with Phillip Rivers. Um, I don't know if that's a coincidence or not. Uh but Rivers threw for 363 yards, but he did throw two interceptions. Uh Paris Campbell was somebody that I love late in drafts in PPR leagues. He caught six of nine targets for seventy-one yards, so he looks like a legit PPR asset. Um T.Y. Hilton tied him with nine targets as well for the team lead. Uh, he caught four of his nine for 53 yards. Um, Campbell, by the way, he's pretty much an every-down player next to Hilton as far as wide receivers go. Uh, Michael Pittman, if you are wondering, if you were, like, stashing him, he was fourth in snaps in terms of Colts wide receivers. Um, uh, Naheem Hines had a huge week. He was next with eight targets. Um caught all 8 of them for 45 yards and a touchdown. He also had a red zone carry that went in for a touchdown. He's playing a lot in the red zone by the way. Um he was getting some like uh short yardage looks too. It was it was really interesting. Um not really sure what they were thinking with that, but uh he's definitely someone who should be picked up if he's a, available in, on waivers, especially with the Marlon Mack injury by the way. Um the Marlon Mack injury, like they think he tore his Achilles, which is crazy. Hopefully that's not true. But that's what the early indications are. They're gonna, I think they're gonna test that tomorrow, and and we could, we'll probably get some sort of confirmation either way, tomorrow. Um, but yeah, but the fact that Philip Rivers uh, loves to check and down so much, that was definitely working in favor for Hines playing time. Uh, now Jonathan Taylor, you know, once Mac got out, got uh, got out of the picture, he took over his snap share, right? Heyman Hines basically split snaps in the second half. 21 to Taylor, 20 to Hines. Uh, The really encouraging thing about Taylor's usage was that he had six targets on top of his nine carries. He caught all six of his targets for 71 yards. Uh, And this type of usage, plus a legit workload on the ground, is potential RB1 material. Like, I would trade for Taylor right now. Like, he didn't score, right? I think people might be scared off of Hines' workload. You might be in leagues with smarter people, and they're not going to trade you, Jonathan Taylor. But, you know, we didn't think Jonathan Taylor would start so soon, like his season. But it's officially Jonathan Taylor's season. Uh, It definitely looks like it's upon us right now. Uh, By the way, like, this target share for the Colts running backs, 37% 37 of Philip Rivers' attempts went towards a running back. I think there was 18 targets altogether to running backs. Like, that's crazy. (laughs) <laughs> That's nuts. And then you look at Austin Eckler, by the way, in L.A., one target all game long. Crazy. Anyway, um, on the Jaguar side of the ball in this game, uh, Gardner Minshew, he was, he was very efficient. He completed 19 of his 20 attempts. You know, he didn't have to do much, to be honest. DJ Shark only had three targets in this game. You know, we got bailed out with a touchdown if you had him. There was only 20 targets to go around. Um, that should go up in the future. Keelan Cole had five targets. He led the team. Chenault had four. Chark had three. Um, am I picking up Ke- Keelan Cole? No. But Chenault is someone I'm, I've been interested in, uh, and he should be rostered because his role can be – his role is going to be all over the place. He's going to be like this little like chess piece that they move around, give a couple carries to, start in the slot, that sort of thing. Um, now, in the backfield, James Robinson – saw 16 carries, and caught his one target for 28 yards. He was the only running back in week one to have 100% of his team's workload on the ground. Uh, Almost 90 yards from scrimmage, so that's legit. Uh, But he's also relatively touchdown dependent. He did dominate snaps, only one target, right? But he played played 34 snaps. Chris Thompson only played 12. Um, If he's still available in your league, he definitely needs to be picked up. He looked good. Um, Eagles, Washington. Carson Wentz started out great, looking good, but Washington's defense ended up playing very well. I mean, their pass rush, they had a good pass rush. It took advantage of that banged up Eagles offensive line. Uh, and that was kind of the down, downfall of the Eagles. Uh, either way, Dallas Goddard ended up leading the team in targets with nine. He caught eight for 101 and a touchdown. Um, if he's available, he needs to be picked up. Looks like they made a concerted effort to get him the ball. Uh, Zach Ertz caught a touchdown. He had seven targets, but only he, he only caught three balls uh, in this game. Deshaun Jackson, somebody I was super high on coming into this week, he had seven targets, which I'll be happy with, but he only ended up catching two of them. If you told me that Deshaun Jackson was going to get seven targets in this game, I would have been happy. That would have been something that I would be expecting, but to catch only two of those balls... Definitely sucks. Jalen Rager uh, caught his first pass for 55 yards. I'll be honest, when he, when he, chucked, it, he chucked it up there, I thought it was Deshaun. But no. Uh, that was his only catch, and he had four targets. Um, the biggest surprise was the fact that Boston Scott only had two targets without Miles Sanders in the lineup. When, when Boston Scott played more than 40% of snaps last year, he was averaging almost six catches per game, let alone targets. So... His usage was super disappointing. Uh, Hopefully, Miles Sanders is back for week two. That's why they sat him, just so that he's 100% next week. We'll we'll see. Um, On the other side of the ball, Peyton Barber ended up leading the Washington backfield in carries with 17. And he ended up with a whopping 29 rushing yards on those 17 attempts. Uh, He was the goal line back for the, the, I was going to say the skins, but (laughs) for Washington. Uh, He ended up with two touchdowns um Antonio Gibson is still the back to own this backfield I think uh this week it was like a serious split uh McKissick and Peyton Barber each played 29 snaps Gibson played 20 so it was a three-way split straight up um but Gibson had nine carries for 36 yards he had two targets McKissick was targeted five times if Gibson gets dropped this week I would pick him up as a nice stash to see if they give him more work as the season goes on especially after Barber did absolutely nothing On his 17 carries for 29 yards, it's it's a tough matchup. But, you know, Gibson was able to do some things, you know, on his limited work. So, um, they absolutely love the kid. So, he's destined for more work in this offense. Uh, Terry McLaurin, you know, he had a tough matchup this week. Um, He still had a respectable stat line. Uh, The interesting one was Logan Thomas, who had eight targets. He scored on one of them. So, keep him in mind when you need to stream a tight end. Um... I'm not sure how many snaps Darius Slay was on Terry McLaurin. I'll probably get that info info, uh, tomorrow. Uh, But, you know, Terry McLaurin's a stud. He's somebody that would buy low on right now. Um, You know, just kind of throw some offers out there just in case, um, you know, people were expecting a big day out of him. Uh, Moving to Bears and Lions, uh, Anthony Miller might be someone you want to look at picking up. He had six targets and caught a long pass for the game-winning touchdown for the Bears. Uh, I think this offense is going to be a bit unpredictable behind Allen Robinson, who had his nine targets. Uh, Jimmy Graham had seven, caught a touchdown on one of his three catches. Uh, but Anthony Miller, like he, he's somebody who's super talented. It's just that like the, this offense is so so unpredictable at times. Like there's no guarantee that anybody behind Allen Robinson are gonna, is going to get their targets. But Miller is, is 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 a big talent, and I think that he's somebody that as long as he's healthy. And this might be the first year where he's fully healthy. Um, he can potentially turn into that legit number two behind Robinson. Um, you just wish that the quarterback you know position was a little bit more stable. But hey, I mean, Mr. Trubisky threw for three touchdowns um, and he won the game for him. You know, you, you got to give him some props. Um, David Montgomery seemed fine. 13 carries for 64 yards, uh, no touchdowns. But he's going to be touchdown dependent. Him and Tariq Cohen are going to share work. Uh, Cordell Patter- Patterson every time I every time like I took a look over at that game Patterson was in the backfield uh, but he took him just a little bit away with his four carries uh, but Adrian Peterson on the other side of the ball led the Lions backfield in carries, played well 14 carries for 93 yards still has him pep in his step, I feel like I say that every single year, <laughs> whenever I first see Adrian Peterson play uh, but on Johnson had seven carries DeAndre Swift had three uh, but when it came to the receiving game DeAndre Swift was the guy on passing downs, and in the hurry up, um, he was in as well. So he got five targets out of that. Um, he did have a goal line carry that he converted to a touchdown. So that is a little bit, you know, a little bit of a sneak peek of what could be in the future. But as far as snaps go, DeAndre Swift actually ended up leading the backfield with 34. Um, Peterson had 24 snaps, and Carry had 20. Um, it's a bit of a mess right now, and I personally wouldn't roster Carry On. Um, He took his seven carries for 14 yards. It's possible that this gets whittled down to Peterson and Swift. Um, If the Lions lose a few more games too, my Patricia might be gone. I mean, Chicago scored 21 points in the fourth quarter to come back. That's not great. You might, you might put, one might put that on the coach, right? If the Lions lose again, Patricia's going to be on the hot seat. Easy. Um, And if that happens, there's a chance that DeAndre Swift gets a, um, a chance quicker because we know how much Matt Patricia likes likes the uh, the, the timeshares and, and doesn't mind if it's a three-man backfield. Um, but, yeah, by the way, DeAndre Swift, you know, he already had the touchdown early in the game. At the end of the game, he dropped a touchdown pass that would have won them the game, and he would have had two total touchdowns. So I'm keeping Swift on my bench as a stash right now. Um, if he caught that second touchdown we would have a totally different opinion of him, even though his, you know, opportunity wasn't amazing. But it's in the right direction. The fact that he led them in snaps is a good sign. Uh, Marvin Jones, one of the better plays this week with Kenny Galladay. Uh, he got his eight targets, but he only came down with four of them for 55 yards and no touchdowns. So that's that's definitely disappointing. Um, TJ Hawkinson ended up catching five of five targets. Um, so his targets didn't go up a ton, but he did catch a touchdown uh, with Kenny Galladay out. Will he get the usage we want, you know, to get when Galladay is back? That's hard to say. You know, he only got five targets in this matchup. If Gallaudet is back, what is he getting? I don't know. Um, but they had this dude named Quintez Cephas. I don't even know that that's how you say it. Like, I have no idea. He got ten targets in this game. He caught three of them. Could we maybe have given Marvin Jones a couple more? <laughs> that would have been nice. Um... I have no idea who this dude is. And and if anybody who is in a dynasty league is mad at me right now, I apologize. Um, Packers, Vikings, Aaron Jones dominated the Packers' backfield touches with 20. Uh, he had 22 total opportunities when you add the 16 carries and the 6 targets. Um, and Jamal Williams was next with 7 carries and 4 targets. Now, as far as snap share goes, uh, Jones played on 40 snaps. Williams uh, played on 31 snaps. A.J. Dillon only saw 5 snaps, so he's not relevant right now. Uh, not as relevant as I thought he would be out of the gate. Uh, maybe he starts getting you know, more involved in the offense. I think they really want him involved in the pass game a little bit. And once he can add that to his repertoire, he can get some playing time over Jamal Williams. But right now, it doesn't look like it's happening. Um, Devontae Adams, man, dude is a monster. He dominated target share once again. He had 17 targets in this game. Next highest was six to Marquez Valdez Scantling. Um, His overall stat line for Devonta Adams 14 catches for 156 yards and two touchdowns. Two touchdowns, 42% target share. He's an animal. On the other side of the ball, Adam Thielen expectedly had a big target share as well. He led the team with eight targets. Next highest was four to BC Johnson. Um, but Thielen caught six of those eight targets for 110 yards and two touchdowns. Um, there's just no one behind Thielen. He had 32% target share. Um, it's it's going to be hard for him not to produce. <laughs> as long as he's healthy, he's going to produce because he's the only guy um, capable in the Vikings passing game. All right, Raiders-Panthers, um, Josh Jacobs, amazing day against a the defense that gave up a ridiculous amount of rushing touchdowns last season. And the Panthers gave up another three touchdowns to Jacobs on the ground this week. Um, enjoy that performance, man. Just just sleep sleep well tonight. I'm, I know you guys are. Uh, but it was definitely nice seeing Jacobs more involved in the pass game. Uh, he saw six targets. Caught four of them for 46 yards as well. Uh, played on 78% of snaps, which is a career high for him. That kind of usage is ideal. Now the Raiders, you know, they were in a positive game script. Uh, they were at least not in a negative game script. So, you know, if they become, if they are in a negative game script, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Devontae Booker got some play as the two behind Jacobs. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, if they go behind. And Devontae Booker's a pass catcher too. You know, will it be Booker coming in? Richard coming in? Will Jacobs play a little bit more on those third down, passing, pass down situations? We'll see. Um, Darren Waller. Uh, led the Raiders with eight targets. That's a 29% target share. That was highest for any tight end in Week One. Um, then Jacobs with those five targets, those six targets that he saw. Then Henry Ruggs with his five. Um, his first catch of the NFL, by the way, was a 45-yard gain. He was going in and out of the game with a knee injury. Uh, so five targets could have been more. Um, we'll see if there's if that knee injury was any anything. But it seems like he came back into the game was and was okay. Um, Brian Edwards, a lot of people were stashing him. He only had one target in this game, so I can understand if you want to drop him now. Um, Christian McCaffrey, Zeus. I mean, I love Brian Edwards. I think he's going to be a good NFL player, but if you're going to get one target, you know what I mean? And Jacobs is involved in the passing game, you know, you have Ruggs, if he's healthy, Darren Waller, you know, he's very involved as well. So it might be tough to get Brian Edwards enough work, you know, for you to be happy. So if you want to drop him, for to pick up somebody else off the waiver wire, you'll be fine. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's usage was good, with the 23 carries, but he only saw four targets. The three balls that he caught went for 38 yards, <laughs> so he could have he could have used a little bit more, you know, usage in the passing game. Let's hope that he gets a few of those, you know, 10 plus target games like we saw last season. The fact that the Panthers were down all game uh, made it made it even more disappointing that he didn't get more targets, but, you know, we're happy we he was able to punch in those two touchdowns, but you want him to be much more involved in the passing game like like we're used to. So, you know, he did have a couple low-volume games last year, you know, three targets, four targets, but it was only a couple, so we're hoping that this is part of that, and not, you know, hopefully those, like, 9, 10, 11-target games are in the cards for him this year with the new coaching regime. Now, as far as the Panthers wide receivers go, DJ Moore led the team with nine targets. Uh, he only caught 454, so it was a little bit of a disappointing day for him. Opportunity for you to buy. Uh, Robbie Anderson caught six of eight targets for 115 yards and one touchdown. Uh, he caught that one long touchdown for 75 yards. Um, I'm selling him if I can, um, only because it's a big week. People see the eight targets. Um, and, you know, I think he could have a lot of big games, but. Depending on what you can get for him, you might be able to get something something legit back. Um, buy low, sell high, right? Uh, Curtis Samuel had eight targets. Um, you know, they used him more short to intermediate. That's a good sign as well. So he's a potential pickup in deeper PPR leagues. Um, just to see, you know, if that kind of usage continues. I'm a big fan of Curtis Samuel. He's talented. I heard, I mean, the, the rumors were that he didn't have an amazing camp. But he's still a pretty good player. Um, and I think that if he was able to get some opportunity, he'll have a chance to perform, um, you know, in real games. And, and it could definitely happen. Still holding on hope for the guy, um, you know, hoping that some of that potential gets realized. Um, but, yeah, moving forward, Chargers, Chargers Bengals, Austin Eckler, 19 carries. That's awesome, right? Um, but he only had one target all game. The one thing that he does amazingly well is catch the football, and he only had one target. Um, it's really unexplainable. But uh, I think they fixed that a little bit moving forward. Like, I'm extremely surprised. Uh, but, you know, like I said, it's funny. Like, when you look at Phillip Rivers, he threw it to whatever running back was on the field 17 times today. That's in one game. So was it a Philip Rivers thing? Is that why Eckler was doing this thing? Nah, I mean, Eckler is talented. They need to get him the ball. And it's funny. Like, Tyrod Taylor, over his career, he was also one of those guys who always, always you know, uh, passed it to his running back, too. So, so so, we'll see. Hopefully they, they can correct that moving forward. But I wasn't expecting Eckler to get 19 carries. I was expecting the share to be more so, you know, 13 carries or so, you know, seven, eight targets. I would have been more happy with that than just 19 carries. And then taking away goal line looks potentially um, with Josh Kelly, you know, who's someone, you know, a lot of us, including me, were picking up everywhere. Hope, hope you were able to grab him because he's the complement to Eckler. And he played well. Um, He saw some goal line looks converted on one of them. He definitely needs to be picked up. If he's on your waiver wire right now for whatever reason, um, I think Justin Jackson has a quad injury. So he's going to get every opportunity to be the guy. And he looked good, you know, next to Eckler. Now, Eckler played a lot of snaps. I think it was like 68% of snaps. I think the first half it was 80%. um, But it'll be nice to actually get Eckler the ball in the pass game. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, Mike Williams, uh, surprisingly, off the injury, got nine targets, led the team. Keenan Allen had eight targets, and Hunter Henry had eight targets. Um, Allen caught only four of his eight for 37. Terrible, right? Uh, You know, honestly, like, Tyrod, like, he didn't play well, to be honest. I think there's a possibility that Justin Herbert comes in at some point if he doesn't step it up. You know, he didn't even add value as a rusher in this game. You know, and that's what you've been used to during his career. He only had seven yards rushing. Um, You know, it's funny, like, Tyrod, like, before, like, he was passing the ball to the running back a ton. He was running the ball a ton. He didn't do either. Like, the two things that he brought value with, he wasn't even doing, which is super interesting. They won the game, but it was really all their defense. They should credit their defense in this game. Uh, Henry caught five of eight. Uh, Mike Williams caught four of nine. Not great. Um... I feel like with a better quarterback, maybe these guys have better, um, you know, better catch rates. To be honest, um, but yeah, and going going to the Bengals backfield now, uh, Joe Mixon had 19 carries. Similar thing with Eckler. like you kind of disappointed because the passing game work wasn't there. Even though Mixon is more built to take 19 carries, uh, but you want 19 carries plus some work on the ground work in the air too. Um, but unfortunately, Gio Bernard is very involved in the passing game once again. And he's the guy on the field, you know, in hurry-up situation, even when the game was on the line at the end. Uh, Mixon only had two targets in this game, caught only one of them for two yards. Geo had five targets. So, not ideal. Not ideal. Especially, you know, with somebody who's super capable in the pass game to begin with. But uh, Joe Burrow, you know what I mean? As a rookie, he had a lot of positives to take out of his debut. Um, obviously made some rookie mistakes, but the promise is there. Uh, A.J. Green led the team in targets with nine. He caught five of them for 51 yards. Uh, he might be a buy low, to be honest with you. He looked; he actually looked pretty good. Like, I would normally buy low in this situation, but I don't think I'm going to. Like, I don't want to buy someone this old, right? And then he gets hurt, and he's already injury prone. Like, I'm going to feel like I, set, I shot myself in the foot, and I should have knew better, so I might stay away. But, you know, it's one of those situations where he did look good. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, he was going up against... Um, Casey Hayward a lot of this game, and he was separating from him, so it was impressive. Uh, Maybe by Tyler Boyd instead, right? He also had a tough matchup as well. Um, All right, moving on, Cardinals and 49ers. Uh, Kyler Murray, dude is a beast. He took off 13 times for 91 yards, including that awesome 25-yard run for a touchdown. He evaded a bunch of people, a bunch of defenders on on that run. Um, He's the truth, man. Now, DeAndre Hopkins. First game with a new team. Targeted 16 times. <laughs> I personally expected this to be a lot more distributed than it was. Uh, but nope. The next highest targets after Hopkins 16 was five to Fitzgerald, uh, five to Chase Edmonds, five to Christian Kirk. And that's amazing. If you drafted Hopkins at a potential value, and if this continues, he saw a ridiculous 45% target share. And this is, you know, against, you know, what. Cliff Kingsbury has done in the past, but if this continues, you got yourself a gem in usage and talent. Um, Kenyon Drake he saw 16 carries and the goal line touchdown uh, he only saw 2 targets. Uh, Chase Edmonds saw 11 opportunities when I say opportunities, that means carries plus targets uh, to Drake's 18. Um, so he's very involved in the offense so you would think that you know a lot of the opportunity would go towards Drake's so and he's le- you know he obviously is you know the leader in opportunity in that backfield but Chase Edmonds 11 to Drake's 18 so not 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 huge way off. Um Raheem Mostert on the other side of the ball led the 49ers backfield as expected to start the year. Uh he saw 15 carries but the real damage was done in the past game. He caught four or five targets for 95 yards including that 76 catch and run for a touchdown. That was sweet. Um, so twenty opportunities for Raheem Mostert in this game. That's legit. i would be very happy uh, if I had Mostert and that was the opportunity. Hopefully, if you're Mo- if you have Mostert, I'm, I don't have Mostert anywhere, pretty much. But if you have him, twenty opportunities in this offense in a Kyle Shanahan offense who likes to spread the ball around a little bit. I'd be happy. Uh, who knows? Maybe he wasn't playing Tevin Coleman a whole lot because of the of the air conditions, but we'll see. Uh, Jarek McKinnon. He showed some promise in his first game back. I think in almost three years, uh, he only had six touches, but uh, you know he did see five targets. He had some red zone use. He did catch a touchdown while in the red zone. Uh, Mostert definitely dominated snaps. You know with his 37 snaps, but McKinnon was second with 19. Coleman came in third with only six. Uh, I think McKinnon's, if you have him, he's still a hold on benches in PPR leagues. Just to see if that role increases a little bit. All right, Bucks and Saints. Uh Tom Brady, he looked okay. Nothing special. Um, I don't remember the last time I saw a pick six that he threw, but he did throw one Uh to who? Who, who caught that one? I think it was uh, the Jack Rabbit, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, it was. It was Janoris Jenkins. Um But yeah, it, it was a it was a bad play. But he didn't have Mike Evans out there a ton. Um, I hope he didn't start him, right? Uh, now, with Evans banged up, Godwin caught six of seven targets. Uh, Scott, Scottie Miller and O.J. Howard were next with six targets each. Gronk only had three targets, and in a game with Evans limited, I thought that was interesting. Um, in the backfield, Ronald Jones dominated the touches. He took 17 carries for 66 yards. Against a, It was a tough run defense, so not a bad performance. Uh, Leonard Fournette, he only saw five carries, and he only gained five yards total. On the ground on those five carries, uh, Jones also had three targets, so twenty opportunities altogether for Jones. Pretty good. That's RB two material right there at the very least. Let's see if Fournette starts getting more of a share. Um, you know, it's possible. But Jones, actually, I think he did pretty well in this game. Uh, Latavius Murray, uh, surprisingly, on the other side of the ball, had fifteen carries to Kamara's twelve. Uh, he actually outperformed Kamara on the ground. They, they went up against a tough rushing defense. Um, and, you know, they did go up, so so Latavius Murray did have some extra opportunity. Um, but Kamara, he did end up getting a whopping eight targets, so we should be very happy with his usage. So 12 carries, eight targets, that's perfect usage in PPR leagues. Um, and then on top of that, the fact that he gets the goal line work, red zone work, that's awesome. So um, it's just a cherry on top. He had the two touchdowns. He was an inch away from a third touchdown, like, like literally an inch away from the third touchdown. He stepped out of bounds. Um at the end of the game, and they called it back. They actually initially called it a touchdown, but they overruled it. Um, looking elsewhere, Jared Cook, seven targets, only second to Kamara. That's encouraging. But keep in mind that Michael Thomas only saw five targets in this game, for whatever reason. Um, that was very disappointing, obviously. He only caught three balls for 17 yards. Uh, I guess he's the bust of the week, I would say, right there. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, by the way, uh, if you're wondering, he only played on 18 snaps. Traquan Smith played more snaps than him, so Traquan Smith is acting as 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 the real two right now. All right, Cardinals Chiefs, uh, Duke Johnson. Um, oh, by the way, I'm I'm talking about Cardinals Chiefs because I didn't talk about uh, Thursday night's game in detail yet. So I just want to kind of touch on that so that we kind of know that situation going into week two. Uh, but Duke Johnson might have a high ankle sprain, uh, and he might. Miss this week, potentially. So it's possible David Johnson sees close to 100% of snaps. Um And that, I would hope, because of that, he sees more than 14 touches next week. I'm hoping it's closer to 20. That, that, that would be ideal. Uh, he looked good, by the way, last week. So I'm hoping that he can translate that into some real production. Uh Will Fuller's 10 targets, you know, uh, and what he did with it, right? Those 8 catches for 112 yards. twelve like yards—that He has to be in lineups next week. 32% target share. Legit. Uh, next up was Brandon Cooks with five targets. Uh, didn't seem like he was a hundred percent though. He didn't see a full complement of snaps either, so I wouldn't drop him just yet. So five targets, while banged up, not bad. Uh, Sammy Watkins, he saw nine targets on the other side, other side of the ball. Now, I don't want to say not to fall into this trap, right? I would say don't spend a ton if he's if he's on your waiver wire. Um, it's it's not like this is you know it doesn't have to be repeatable, right? Like. He played on 79% of snaps. He had a 28% target share from Patrick Mahomes. I just can't ignore it. Even though last year, it didn't quite work out the way we wanted. Um, now, I wouldn't necessarily trust him to do what he did every week or even get the same target share he got, um, but I just don't want to let him sit there on the waiver wire, and I'll put I'll throw a couple bucks at him just in case Watkins can actually be a little bit more consistent this year. I'm going to do my due diligence for a guy you know, with that type of usage on this offense, even if it worked out differently last year. <laughs> I just I just said the same thing, like, four different ways. Uh, but in that backfield, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 25 carries, and what he was able to do with those 25 carries and how he looked, obviously super encouraging for this season. Um, it does suck that he couldn't convert on any of his six goal line carries, but I'm not too worried about it. It was his first game. He was hit in the backfield for most of them, on, on most of those, Goal line carries. Um, I'm not really worried about his that job being taken away from him. I think it's, it's his. I don't think Daryl Williams is that good in short-yarded situations anyway. He's one of those guys, too, that that in this past game on Thursday, like he showed that he just goes down on first contact. Not what you want. Um, so where was I? So, yeah. So uh, I think like as his rookie year moves along, I'm hoping that they start integrating more um, – you know, the, more of the pass game on his shoulders. Like, if he can get three to four targets a game on top of his rushing workload, that would be amazing. Especially in this offense. He could be uh, very efficient, for sure. Um, Rams-Cowboys, Sunday night. Um, Amari, 14 targets. 10 for 81. Relatively impressive, considering that, you know, Jalen Ramsey was on him a lot. He usually disappears in these situations. So I did not like him in this game. But a lot of it, also, you know, a lot of these targets, I think five of these targets came during the hurry-up at the end of the game. Uh, C.D. Lamb was next up, by the way, with six targets. He caught five of them for 59 yards. That's the best, um, I think that's the best stat line for any rookie wide receiver so far uh, So far on Sunday. We'll see what happens on Monday night with Jerry Judy. Maybe he does some things. But uh, he plays mostly out of the slot, C.D. Lamb. Pretty good for a debut. So he's someone i will be looking to pick up if he's available. Uh once this offense gets rolling, he could do some damage. And uh, he looked good. Also, by the way, Blake Jarwin, me might have torn his torn his ACL. I think they pretty much know that that's what's good. That's what happened, but they're gonna do an MRI to confirm. Um That could mean more opportunity to go around, including four CD Lamb. So Gallup rounded rounded out the targets with four. I honestly thought that he was gonna have a better day in this game. I thought this game was gonna be a little bit more of a shootout. But I feel like the Cowboys offense, like they stalled too many times. They made some weird mistakes running it on like third and sixth near in the in the red zone. Um and then when they when they got to fourth down, they didn't even kick the field goal, they were down three, and then they lose by three. I, I didn't really understand what they were doing. Um <laughs> But yeah. Anyway, um and at the end of the game too, like when they so Dak threw it to Gallup deep on Jalen Ramsey. And then, and then the refs called a, a t- really, really, in my opinion, it was a super ticky-tack offensive pass interference call, which would have put them in the red zone. They would have been at at the very least, they were they would have been able to kick a field goal. Um, and honestly, like he didn't really extend his arm; it was just regular hand fighting. Jalen Ramsey just sold it because he knew he got beat, and he just got paid. He didn't want to be embarrassed on national TV. Um, you know, the the guy who gave up <laughs> that last play, but. It sucks. See, the, the, like, that's the reason why I like Gallup so much, because he's able to beat a guy like Jalen Ramsey. And Jalen Ramsey was on him a bunch, too, in that game. But anyway, moving forward. Uh, I think I think he'll get better moving forward, Gallup. I think he'll be fine. I think this is an opportunity to actually buy low on him. Um, Robert Woods, on the other side of the ball, he was the guy. You know, straight out the gate. Eight targets, six catches for 105 yards. Sean McVay just skinned him up beautifully right from the first drive. Um, he's the guy to own in in L.A., Uh, As far as the Rams' target share goes, or the Rams' uh, backfield share, Malcolm Brown, he led the backfield. 18 carries for 79 yards and 2 touchdowns. Uh, He played on 44%—I'm sorry, 44 snaps altogether, 61% of snaps. Uh, He was the goal line guy as well, so he got those 2 touchdowns on the goal line. Uh, Even though Cam Akers did get the start, um, but Malcolm Brown was also the main 3rd down running back. Uh, He saw 8 of 9 running back snaps on 3rd down. Uh, Akers saw 14 carries, right? Brown saw 18, but 14 carries on 24 snaps and 34% snap share. So, um, and he didn't fare as well as Brown either, as far as efficiency goes on the ground. He only went 14 for 39, um, and to remind you, uh, Brown went 18 for 79. Um, also, Brown had those four targets, caught three of them for 31 yards. So, 22 opportunities altogether for Brown, pretty good. Uh, will that's will it stay like that? Probably. Until Acres gets better, Uh, but if Brown is available, I'm definitely comfortable picking him up, um, spending like you know 10 to 15 bucks on him, starting him as an RB2 if I need him. You know, if you have like Miles, if you have Miles Sanders still, you know, still messed up, or you had Le'Veon Bell, or you had um, Nick Chubb, and you might not be comfortable with him, that sort of thing. Um, I don't know if I'm starting him over Chubb, but you, you know what I mean. Just in case you're nervous and you need a running back. Um, just keep in mind that they do see the Eagles next week in a tough matchup on the ground. Um, also keep in mind that Daryl Henderson was banged up coming into the game. And also keep in mind that it's not going to be Brown's backfield all year long. And can't, They draft the K-makers for a reason. He's the incumbent, and he's going to take over at some point once he looks good. So, But for now, he's the guy. Um, Rams, by the way, Rams' offensive line looked a lot better. You It know, doesn't look nearly like the offensive line we saw most of last year. And um, also a little bit of note about Cooper Cup. A lot of there was a lot of attention on the 12 personnel from me. Um, the Rams played 12 personnel on 20 snaps. They played 11 personnel on 68% of snaps, and Cooper Cup was on the field for 61 of their total 72 snaps, which is great. I mean, he wasn't you know he wasn't targeted a ton, um, but the fact that they played 11 personnel 68% of the time, that's good enough. And he's going to be in the slot. He's going to be in the slot enough uh, for him to make an impact. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I hope that you have. Uh, if you had to pick between the two, you were able to pick Robert Woods. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's about it. Um, the the couple of injuries that we're looking at, just to remind you guys: uh, Marlon Mack potential Achilles tear, Le'Veon Bell hamstring injury, Devontae Parker hamstring injury, Justin Jackson quad injury. I think. I think those are the big ones. Obviously, the Blake Jarwin one as well. Uh, I think that was a torn ACL, potential torn ACL. Hopefully not. Uh, but, yeah, that's about it. I think that's all the games from Sunday. We got two more games on Monday. Hope you guys enjoy those games. Hope you guys you know get that W in the first week of fantasy. That's the goal. At the end of the day, who cares which NFL team wins? As long as your fantasy team wins, that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. If you can give it a rating... A uh, five-star rating would be amazing. <laughs> uh, but if you can give it a rating, um, that would be amazing. Thank you for that. Thank you for listening uh, this whole time. And hit me up on Instagram if you can, Upperhand Fantasy. I'm um, looking forward uh, to you guys uh, DMing me and, and leaving me comments and all that kind of stuff. I try to get back to as many people as I can uh, throughout the week. So uh, that's where most of my content lives. If you don't follow me already uh, on Instagram at Upperhand Fantasy. Thank you guys for listening. Take it easy have a great week see ya oh by the way I should be back on Tuesday with the waiver wire podcast and I want to record the start sit article on Friday as well so that's those are my goals I think I'm pretty sure I'll be able to do the waiver wire one I'm hoping that you know I'm able to finish the start sit article and the fantasy preview article where I go through every single team every single matchup every single fantasy relevant player uh, in that article. I'm going to put that out in podcast form too. those That's my goal at least. So we'll see if that happens. But those are my intentions. Just look out for it. Thank you guys. See ya.